How are you guys doing today? Leo's avoiding talking because she's not feeling too well, but she'll get into that. In this week's episode, we are going to be talking about confrontation and how to deal with it and why we don't like it and just reflect on our own experiences, but also we tried to do some research into what it all means and so it's going to be a fun episode. But before we do that, we're going to do our highs and lows, which Leo's going to kick off this week. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start with my low because I think it could be a little bit apparent from the way that I'm speaking. I don't actually know if you can hear it in my voice, but I've been feeling ill since Thursday. And at the beginning, I feel like being ill at this specific time period is even scarier than being ill at, like, a normal time period. Because at the beginning, like, I didn't know if it was COVID or not. And if it had been COVID, then I would have been so... It would have just been so annoying because I would obviously had to quarantine. Plus, it's scary because it's COVID. Like, you never know what the effects of it are going to be. Then, obviously, I saw people that we said have to let everybody know that I had COVID. I have my second vaccine booked next week, so... It would have just been a bit of a mess. So I got a PCR test and I can confirm I am COVID free. So I'm very happy about Woo-hoo. that. So it is just <laughs> a normal cold, but it makes me appreciate my health so much more. I was trying to think back. I was on the phone with my mum today and she was like, Leo, like, when was the last time that you were ill? And I was like, I genuinely don't know. Like, I think it must have been last winter or something. Like, it was a while ago, a long time ago. Yeah. So... Um, so I'm just hoping that (laughs) (laughs) it gets better now, but I feel like once I do feel better, I'm just gonna, I feel like just after you are ill, you really appreciate just, like, being able to, like, breathe freely out of your nose so much more, and you can just, like, get out of bed and, like, make plans and, like, know that you can feel fine during the day. (laughs) It's actually amazing. You're always like, I took you for granted. Literally. I didn't thank my throat for not giving me pain (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, please, right now, if you're not feeling ill, if you're feeling healthy, just take a second to appreciate the fact that you can breathe out of your nose without pain, the fact that you can swallow without your throat being painful, and just that you're healthy, you know? Very important. Yeah. And then my high is seeing Kara and our friend Michael on Wednesday. <laughs> oh my god! So we met up, um, the <laughs> three of us, to work at the WeWork that our friend has like a membership for on Wednesday and obviously seeing Cara is always amazing but oh my god <laughs> this... and we got to post stories together I know I think it's literally the first time <laughs> we've ever posted stories like talking together which is mad yeah so odd. But yeah this day specifically <laughs> just like reminded me again of like how great it is when we get to hang out in person and also just how grateful I am to have those two in my life like individually and then all of us together when we hang out and when we went to dinner mm. after, we played, like, the part of some questions of, like, the 36 questions to fall in love, which I think was so <laughs> cute. And I can actually highly recommend it. You just literally Google 36 questions to fall in love. It's from, like, an article of the New York Times. Yeah. And I've done it quite a few times on, like, dates or with friends. And I feel like it's such an interesting conversation start. And you always, like, get to know people so much better, even though, yeah. even if you know them well already. But it's also really good if you don't yeah. know the person well at all. And I think yeah. especially if your friendships with the person 
are kind of bouncy like whenever leo and michael and i are all together we just like bully each other yeah. <laughs> so, funny. so it was it was so interesting to actually then just sit down and despite all the bullying <laughs> like it was just so nice to actually hear how close you are to that person how much you mean to them so it, it was definitely a good experience yeah i really liked it yeah exactly because we have like such like just a banterous like taking the piss out of each other <laughs> friendship and then it's kind of cute <laughs> Sorry, the amount of times Michael gave you the death stare that day as well. <laughs> so. <laughs> so funny. Uh, I I do love taking the piss out of him. It's just <laughs> the most fun. Um, but yeah, I also thought we had such like a good nuanced debate about some more serious issues before that dinner. We were literally just playing ping pong. Is that what you call it? Ping pong table tennis? Yeah. And we started, like, a debate about, like, cancel culture, like, getting offended, like, are all jokes appropriate? And it was just, I feel like it was one of the examples where we didn't necessarily all have the same opinions to start with, but we still, like, heard each other out and then had just, like, a really good, productive conversation about it. And it just reminded me of, like, how good it is to, like, have these conversations and to, you know, listen to other people's points of view and like be open to being influenced by them as well like me and Cara both saying it would have been so good if we'd actually recorded it for the podcast because I think those are the natural conversations that we strive for in the podcast and it was it was literally just something that happened like we didn't go into that environment saying oh we're gonna have a conversation you know it just happened yeah and it was nice that it went from one spiral like one conversation to the other like we covered everything literally it was was so good I loved it and it wasn't confrontational no exactly it It wasn't it wasn't like because we're all so close we all know that we're not gonna judge each other for an opinion that we have or gonna think negatively of somebody so it's kind of just like an open safe space where you can just like voice your opinions and not you know get mad at somebody or get defensive which I think is so important in those sort of conversations especially when it's like about you know political social issues where there's obviously maybe I feel like people get very heated and people can take different opinions very personally and feel like they're personally attacked if somebody doesn't agree with them and I think it's so important to have those conversations with like your friends as well with family and I feel like people can often shy away from it because you're like scared that it could I don't know damage relationships or it's just like oh my god it's going to bring the mood down and stuff like that but I think it's really important to have those conversations especially if you're really close and you like trust the person yeah I agree what about you my darling right so I'm gonna start with my high which was basically the same thing and it was just going into the office um on Monday I got to meet most of my team and it was nice actually just seeing the office in person um and then just seeing Michael and Leo it gave me such uni vibes like I genuinely felt like we were at the library just (laughs) working together even though I never used to show up to the library (laughs) maybe it was my chance to make up for that's so true (laughs) at uni okay that's a bit of backstory about us at uni me and Michael would always study together at the library and every day we'd be like Cara do you want to come join us and Cara would always be like maybe and then she never would and she'd just be in her room Do you want to know why, though? Because literally every single time that I have worked with Michael before, love you, Michael, but I never got work done, (laughs) ever. And maybe it was different when you were around, but when it was literally just me and Michael, because we used to go to the chaplaincy center at uni and we used to just work there, and I literally just would never get work done. I feel like we got a really good, 
we had a really good routine down. Like, we'd be super productive, because we had to be. It was, like, a final, final season, you know? Maybe that, maybe I was just scared. Yeah. I was just, like, I get I can't it. Risk but then we'd it, also have, like, breaks, which I feel like is, like, the best which is way healthy. to do it. Yeah. I know, because I remember I showed up, like, once towards the end, and you all were like, oh my god, she's alive. <laughs> she's not dead. <laughs> I, I don't think I, I hardly saw you in the exam final season. I know. I did the best, though, that I ever did in exams, so... See, you did, you did no, something. Hashtag rather. no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that was my high. Seeing people, having fun, reminiscing. It just felt good. It felt good to get out and actually feel like, oh, I do have a job that's real, and it's not just at home with a computer. So, yeah. And then my low was kind of a high as well. So I got the va- second vaccine, which I'm so happy about. I'm glad it's over and done with, but... I felt like absolute crap the day after, which I thought I wouldn't. I was just going to be like, oh, it's fine, whatever. My arm hurts a little bit. But the next morning I woke up and I was like, I feel like I've been hit in the head by a train. Um, love that for me. But it's fine. I feel better now. That's so good. Yeah, I'm a bit tired. But I think other than that, it's all good. Oh, I've just realized. Oh, my God. I've got. No, I've just realized that I've got my second vaccine on Friday and I'm going to a festival on Saturday. I mean, you can just power through it. Just take drugs and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) I can't miss two weekends in a row because I'm feeling ill. No. No, 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 no. I won't Just see how you feel. Listen to your body. Because some people don't feel the effects of the second vaccine. I won't. I'm manifesting that I won't. I manifest that it's that I'm not that I don't have COVID and I didn't have COVID, so <laughs> <laughs> that's how manifestation, manifestation works, is guys. real people. <laughs> 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 this is how it works. <laughs> you'll be fine, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I can go home and see my family now and not worry about quarantining when I come back. Oh, that's amazing. That's so good. I know. Yay. What a weird world we live in. I know. Anyway. I was thinking about this though. Um, because I was listening to a podcast and they were kind of talking about traveling and stuff like that and reflecting on like their new year's resolutions and I remember us setting our new year's resolutions and I to be honest would have never predicted the world to be as open as it is now at this point like I did not think that 2021 would allow us to travel so freely again to be honest and that things would be this open like I was hoping it but if I was honest like I didn't really think that this would be possible so I think it's also just like taking a step back and realizing how lucky we are that we're at this place. You just reminded me that we filmed a our our resolu- our like New Year's resolutions for 2021 and now I'm like fuck I don't think I did any of them yet. We'll have to do <laughs> we will definitely have to reflect on them. We'll have to listen back to the episode I know. and then do like I'm going to listen back and try remember what I said because I don't even think I remember what I said. I wrote them all down as well. I'm I'm sure there must be in like some of my notes. It'll be very interesting. Anyways, we're rambling on. on. Yeah, classic. Classic us. (laughs) When do we not ramble? (laughs) As I said earlier, this episode's all about confrontation. Do we do we need to say what it means? Or I feel like it's it's just you know, known. Because I googled confrontation and then they were like, it's it's when it's a host- when you're having a, a disagreement with someone, but it turns into like a hostile situation. But in my head, a confrontation doesn't always have to be hostile. Yeah, I feel like that is the wrong definition, to be honest. And we'll get into this later as well. I feel like the reason yeah. why me or I think you as well, like maybe are afraid of confrontation sometimes 
is exactly because of that definition, you know, because it's like in our head, oh, that's going to turn hostile, oh, that's something scary. When yeah, it's going to turn bad. I think bad. that's exactly how you shouldn't approach it. Like, it's normal that's to have so disagreements true. with people and you, that's so you true. shouldn't see them as this, like, scary, hostile thing. Okay, so we wanted to just talk about our experiences with, with confrontation, just to, I guess, to say where we're at. Um, and I can start off if you want, Leo. Yeah, so when I was younger... I would say I took on a very people-pleasing role. So I'd always want to make sure that I agree with someone and like let them know that I'm on their side and I agree with everything that they have to say because I'd much rather do that than to share my opinion and then kind of be put in a situation where I have to like defend myself and then they have to, you know, share their argument or their side of the story. And I think it came from a place of lacking confidence in myself and feeling like, oh, my opinion didn't really matter, which is quite deep actually like I just remember thinking you know there's no point opposing the statement because at the end of the day I felt maybe I felt like I couldn't change their opinions and and like what they thought was more important than what I thought and I get my the way I used to approach things was always to make sure that I would be keeping the peace because I'd rather have that than to create discomfort in order to share my point of view that's interesting because you were saying that like that's still a role that you take on in your family right kind of like a a peacemaker a peacemaker yeah because I would I'd never confront people in my family but I'd always yeah I'm always like the person that's like sees it from both mm-hmm. both sides that's so, that's so interesting actually because now thinking of it I'm like I never really have my own opinion over the conflict <laughs> that I'm solving in the family I'm just like trying to keep the peace I think it's it's just I it's think it. it's a good trait to have right to like see Mm. everybody's perspective but it's just important that your own opinion doesn't get lost to realize that you're allowed to also have an opinion in it and you don't always have to be the yeah. one that's just like switzerland in the middle trying to negotiate yeah i think it's different with my family though because i i always see where they're coming from mm. so i can always be like she means it this way and like it might not be right but she's saying this because she believes this like i'm yeah. always the person that like deeply analyzes the situation but it's just because you have a lot of empathy I think so you can understand where people are Mm. coming from maybe but I think as I've gotten older I do like I do trust myself and my thoughts um and like if maybe not in family situations but like in friendship situations if I think something is wrong I will say that it's wrong um and I'm willing to sit down and have the conversation but I don't approach it in a in like a you're wrong I'm right type of way but I'm 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 taking the time to actually say you know what I actually don't agree with the situation and this is why like I'm willing to share my thoughts which I think is good yeah that's really good yeah so I'm more open to having back and forth debates and actually encourage I I encourage them because I want to understand why the other person thinks the things they do um and I do I do realize that you know even though confrontations might end up in like losing people sometimes it's worth it because you don't want to surround yourself with people that will not take the time of day to listen to your own thoughts and your opinions and like respect your side of the story that's so true yeah so i'd say i'm more confident now with it and like i'm willing to do it because i trust myself more that's so good what about you so well i think you know this but ever since i was younger i've always (laughs) been very avoidant with conflict with yeah. almost everyone apart from with my family and 
reflecting on this, and I know that I have a very secure attachment style to them because I took a test with my therapist <laughs> analysing my relationship with the people <laughs> in my life. And I was thinking that maybe that is because I feel comfortable enough to fight with them because I feel so secure in our relationship that I know that their love for me and like our love for each other is strong enough that they won't just you know walk away or suddenly think worse yeah. of me if I speak my mind like I know that fights are like only gonna be like a blip in time and I know that we're always gonna come back to each other and I think in friendships I've always had more of that fear and also romantic relationships but I think more in friendships like in, even in romantic relationships I think I'm I've always been a bit more comfortable speaking my mind. Again, maybe because there was more of that, like, you've established more of that, like, commitment to each other, whereas friendships, it can be easier to, like, I guess, drift apart or something like that. And yeah, even in friendships, I feel relatively secure, and I think I've always had, like, quite a bit of fear to speak my mind or, like, be confrontational. I think... Because I know that I am a very forgiving person. I think almost to a fault. But I would just always be scared that like, I'd lose the other person. Or like the other person would walk away. And yeah. I'm really trying to actively work on that. And actually express even when like small things actually bug me. Because I feel like it just helps so much in the long run. And it actually makes relationships stronger and like surprise surprise like people don't immediately run away (laughs) if you express something (laughs) and yeah so I do think that I'm like getting better at that and expressing it to friendships as well I think even harder than dealing with you know people that I'm actually close to I find dealing with confrontation with any kind of authority or like any person that identify as like higher of an authority to me like, for some reason, I've always struggled with this, and I just generally start crying, <laughs> like, which is so annoying, because it automatically just diminishes any valid point I may have. Like, I've been doing this since I was really, like, for example, when, I don't know, there's been points in my childhood where, like, I didn't have the proper ticket, you know, when I when I was, like, on a train. As soon as the controller comes, like, I start crying. Or <laughs> I was telling Cara about this, like, even just on my holiday, there was, like, this man who just started, like, basically shouting at me and my brother because he thought we weren't supposed to be in a place, which we actually had complete authority to be there. And I just started crying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, it's it's so annoying because it just completely diminishes any valid points I may have and just doesn't allow me to have, like, to stand my ground. And I have no mm. idea where this, like, originally originated from and, like, why I have this issue with conflict. And... I definitely think it's linked to my people-pleasing tendencies and also confidence in some way, because it must be. And strangely enough, like, I've always been confident in speaking up about, like, my political or societal views in all sorts of situations. Mm. Like, I don't have fear of speaking up about those sort of things or speaking up for other people or, you know, speaking up about things that might even be controversial. And probably because I feel, like, more confident in them versus like for my feelings I often like question their validity like am I just overreacting or you know is there even a reason to be upset or like is it worth even making a big deal of it so I think that's definitely something that I need to work on for myself like realizing that my feelings are just as valid as like because I would always take somebody else's feelings seriously but I think I sometimes struggle like taking my own 
feelings seriously enough to express them and yeah definitely just for me it's definitely like a work in progress yeah that's so interesting though because I like with you saying this and stuff you're making me realize that I'm actually probably more okay with confrontation than I think yeah because like in school and stuff if a teacher pissed me off I would just say it like like if a teacher didn't let me go use the bathroom I'd just straight up be like okay do you want me to get a urine infection like I wouldn't just shy (laughs) away from it I would never I've said that to a teacher before I've said that to a teacher before (laughs) um and like if someone if that situation (laughs) if that situation happened where someone told you you couldn't be there like I wouldn't but I'm sure you did respond back you didn't just like yeah I did respond back about the but you let your emotions like take over because I mean in this specific situation the man just like did not let it go like he I was like okay you know what we can we can leave now and we'll return tomorrow and like show your evidence and all of that it was basically it was about being at a specific pool and we had like a pass to be there but we (laughs) didn't have the pass with us it was ridiculous and I was like you know what no worries like we'll just come back tomorrow we'll show you the evidence and all that and he was just like no but like I can call the police and like next time you'll be like he just didn't just being a yeah he was like standing in our way like he wasn't letting us leave and so it was just like okay that no that would stress me out so it was just like a repetitive situation of him being very very aggressive I think he drunk a little bit and then there was like his whole family like people were like around us it was like kind of making a scene and it was just like I felt really embarrassed and it was just like yeah and just like he was just being so aggressive and it was annoying me because he was speaking to me and my brother and for anybody who doesn't know my brother's 13 and I think I look quite young as well so but he kept just like addressing my brother more so than me and I was just like can you please stop like trying to attack my little brother who's 13 like and he was like a middle-aged man I just don't understand why he felt the need to be so aggressive and like keep threatening to like call the police you were literally on holiday like why is this man getting so upset on his holiday about like yeah it's two not random... like it's not the worst situation no he was just like upset that you we just were showed at up pool, which he felt like he'd paid so much money to be in it was like yeah we've also paid like our family's also paid money to be here yeah <laughs> ridiculous um people i just don't understand them that's germans for you just like sticklers for rules <laughs> i'm sorry but some germans really need to, need to get the stick out their butt and be a bit more chill <laughs> obviously not all germans but <laughs> but speaking of like of this idea that you know i handle conflict different than you and how so many people handle conflict differently um, we thought it would be interesting to kind of try answer that why question of like why do people deal differently with conflict yeah exactly so we did a bit of research into this and apparently I mean I feel like that kind of makes sense to me as well most people just have like a default approach of like how they would approach conflict and kind of the two basic types is like avoiders or seekers so as kind of the, the name would suggest if you are naturally avoiding conflict then you're naturally going to be like your reasons for that might be I don't know you wouldn't want to hurt people's feelings you value harmony and positive relationships and you'll often like try to play say people like how do you pronounce that word you know what I mean (laughs) appease people (laughs) or even just like change the topic and you'll naturally just shy away from disagreements 
And then if you're a seeker, you're eager to engage in disagreements and you tend to care more about like directness and honesty and also lose patience when others aren't being equally direct and you're more likely to not mind ruffling some feathers and apparently like your default style is probably due to like several factors first of all like maybe past experiences with conflict so either if they've I don't know maybe gone well or less well in the past I think again you're probably going to be building confidence in yourself if you've had positive experiences with conflict and knowing that they can result in something positive long term or you know you've built that confidence in yourself to know that you can speak up for yourself etc and also gender norms and also conventions of the culture that you are from you work in I mean I think I know I think lots of people have heard from that as well heard about the the sort of scale of of conflict and confrontation avoidance that like I think cultures naturally sit on and for example I think correct me if I'm wrong Cara but I think a lot of Asian cultures are very sort of confrontation avoidant because I think there's a lot to do with like being perceived as like polite and respectful and then especially in business situations I think that there'd be a lot of like hierarchy at play and wanting to you know not say things as directly as maybe naturally German culture for example I think is quite confrontational naturally (laughs) don't know where I fit into that clearly I'm not a real German and same with like gender norms I do think that it is seen as a more masculine trait traditionally to be a bit more aggressive or vocal about your honest point of views and a lot of I think it's common for females to then be perceived as like bitchy or aggressive or anything like that even when they just you know are expressing their point of view again I think especially in the workplace more than anything versus it would be seen as something more natural if it came from like a male's point of view and I think it's just been indoctrined into us a little bit from birth that you know you're supposed to be like sweet and you know I don't know make people live in harmony obviously this is all like stereotypes but I do think that it's it kind of feeds into everybody on like a subconscious level whether you you want to or not and again like neither the style is kind of better or worse and it's mostly just also it's likely to be dependent on your context and like who you're having a conflict with like I was saying, like I have no problem being confrontational with my family, but then I'm very much like an avoider with my friends or in my workplace. And I don't know, Cara, do you feel like you have like different style based on who you're with? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like I was saying, I mean, it's so funny how you feel like you can be confrontation- confrontational to your family, but then for me, I just avoid confrontation <laughs> with my family. And then I take over the peacemaking role, but then... I think maybe with with friends I can be confrontational but more in a compromising style but then probably with strangers I'm just like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I care too much about other people so it really depends on the opinions. situation like way too much yeah it depends on the situation like I would I I had this event where I think I I just there was this stranger who like offered to take our picture and I was like I was at the beginning I was a bit hesitant like to give away my phone because I was like oh I don't know if I want to get what if they run away. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then I think she was a bit offended, like the woman who offered to take our picture. And then my friends are like, "Oh my god, Leo!" And then I literally was like so upset after that. I was like, "Oh my god, what if like that really hurt her feelings? Like it really bothered me." I think I thought about it oh my god. way too long afterwards. 
I gen- oh, this is a bit, I'm really ashamed to admit this, but I genuinely, like, shed a few tears because I was, like, really upset thinking about how I could have maybe affected this woman. She probably did not even give <laughs> a flying frick about this, you know? Yeah. She probably forgot it after five minutes, but I just, it's really something, I don't know, I never want to be the cause of somebody being sad that day or, like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, for those listening, Leo's uh, drifting off into the distance saying this conversation, so you could really tell she's thinking deeply <laughs> about this. <laughs> still upsetting. Still upsetting to me. Anyways. <laughs> Either way, it's always useful to know like what your default style is and to maybe kind of actively either work around it or like find a compromise with it when you get into conflict with someone else and then also to maybe consider the other person's natural style. Yeah. So, I don't know. There was some like interesting examples of like what would happen for example if one person is like the avoider and the other person is a seeker so I guess what like typically would happen is if you're the avoider then like so for me I would be tempted to like play the role of like the good guy and like go along with just whatever the other other person wants and then that might mean that like whatever I want just gets trampled on by the other person unintentionally because obviously I haven't clearly voiced my requests And then that, in the long term, would lead me to feel, like, quietly resentful and, like, you know, it just would build up over time. And instead, like, what I should be doing is, like, explicitly asking for what I need and, you know, also earning the seeker's respect by, like, actually just being direct and to the point. And I think that's so important. Like, that's something that I really need to to work on. And there's just, like, different examples of, like, okay, what would happen? What should you do if you're, like, both avoidant and if you're both seekers, all of that? I can I can highly recommend reading this article. I'll We can link it in the show notes. I think it'd be too long if, like, I go through all the examples. But definitely think it's just interesting to consider because you'll probably likely know from if it's a friend or a colleague what their natural style would be. So I think it's good in confrontation to think about, okay, where are they coming from? What could, like, make the confrontation worse? Or what could actually, what can I do to make it a more productive outcome? You know, if you're both very confrontational, it's probably not going to be good if, you know, you just, like, get heated and then you might both end up saying things that, like, you don't actually believe and then you'll both end up feeling disrespected, which is not going to have a positive outcome. So, actually, it would be better to just, like, make sure that you take, I don't know, breaks in between like be prepared in what you want to say instead of like saying things in the heat of the moment and you know kind of making sure that you're actually both trying to acknowledge each other's points of view because you know that you're both going to just be so direct so yeah I think I think it's really interesting to consider that yeah um when you said to like take a minute to know what you're saying so you're not saying something in the heat of the moment it made me think of how confronting someone is so much easier over text because you actually have time to like I mean obviously things can get messy and stuff but I'm just thinking of the when you receive a message and like someone just says something that's like completely I don't know let's say crossing the line and stuff you can take the time to like be mad by yourself and then formulate a proper response uh and then get back to the person I don't know I don't really have confrontations on text but I can imagine it being a lot a lot easier but also can cause miscommunications because you can just read into the message wrong or like yeah. or I think you never know like for me who hates confrontation in person it is easier sometimes to like say something over message because then I can like take my time and actually bring my points across versus like crying yeah. which is but on the other hand I always feel like it's better to talk things out in person because I feel like yeah, yeah, like I agree. 
empathy and connection to the other person gets lost so I feel like it can be easier to just like get riled up in your own head and to like misinterpret yeah. the way they've worded certain things and for me yeah yeah for sure being in like doing long distance with my ex at points during our relationship I remember we'd never really like fight in person but then sometimes we'd get like into disagreements over text because there was just like miscommunication and then, yeah. and then as soon as, like, we'd get on the phone and, like, chat things through, we'd be like, oh, okay, that's what you meant. Like, that's where you were coming from. Whereas I feel like, like, yeah. the text, you can just, like, you, like, live in your own head. So you would be, like, reading messages the way you think that they're saying it, but then they're actually coming <laughs> at it from, like, a completely point different point of view. I think emails is probably even worse because you don't, like, have emojis or that, like, conversational style. Yeah. When your boss sends you a message without an exclamation mark, I'm like, oh, are they mad at me? What did I do? No. Exactly. So I actually think like in person solving things is is so much better. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I guess it depends on the person as well. Sometimes you know that on text, it's just easier to get your point across without it becoming, you know, a toxic situation. Writing a letter. I've done this before. Like a confrontational letter? I have done this before with my parents. Like when we'd, when when I was a teenager, I used to, we got, we, Spilled the me tea. and my mom used to get into a lot of heated fights. Um, I hope my mom yeah. won't mind me saying this. Hi, mama. I know that you listen to our podcast. <laughs> like obviously now we have such a good relationship, but especially when I was like 16 or so, we got into quite a few fights, mostly about like, me not coming home on time and me wanting to go to parties and be uh, a stupid teenager um (laughs) so we used to get into like quite heated debates because my mum is quite confrontational and I'm quite confrontational when I'm with my family so we would just like get get quite heated I would always cry and the world would always feel like it's ending so because I couldn't like (laughs) properly bring my points across I felt like when I was being a blubbering mess I'd quite often I'd take the time to just like go into my room and then I'd like write a super long letter trying to like convey where I was coming from and then I'd like slip it under her door and then I feel like that would always make things a lot better because <laughs> then you know the other person can like read it in private and like process their, and their process thoughts and emotions it, yeah. without like getting like snapping back at the other person immediately so I, I actually for anybody who hates conversation as much as I do write a letter there you go <laughs> Um, did, did your mom keep any of them? It would be so funny. I don't know. I'll have to ask her. I totally some of them out on my, on my old computers. I probably would have those. <laughs> so funny. Um, please share them with me. <laughs> <laughs> 16 year old me. <laughs> so Leah was talking about like the avoiders and the seekers, but apart from these two types there's actually been five major conflict management styles identified. I won't go into them in too much detail, but there's the collaborating style, which is a combination of being assertive and cooperative. Um, and those who collaborate attempt to work with others to identify a solution that kind of sat- satisfies everyone's concerns. Um, and in the style, which is c- quite opposite to the avoiding style, both sides can get what they want and negative feelings are minimized. And then there's the competing style. So those who compete are assertive and uncooperative and are willing to pursue one's own concerns at another person's expense, which isn't the nicest, is it? Um, 
And usually these people, like this is a situation that happens when you don't really care about the relationship, but the outcome of the situation is important. Um, and I guess sometimes these situations happen in like work environments because at the end of the day, the outcome is more important than the relationship. Uh, and then there's the avoiding style. So those are that avoid conflict tend to be unassertive and uncooperative whilst kind of sidestepping an issue or simply just like withdrawing from the situation. I don't know. I would hate to be in a situation where someone is using the avoiding style because I just feel like the problem will never get solved and it just get, keeps getting pushed away and pushed away. Um, and then there's the accommodating style, so which is the opposite of competing. And this is when there's an, ele an element of self-sacrifice. <laughs> um, but also some people might take advantage of you being accommodating because they'll just know, oh, she's that type of person that, you know, at the end of the day, I will get my way. So they can't, they can't take advantage of you. Um, and then there's a compromising style, which um, is when there's a mutually accept acceptable solution that partially sacrifices both parties in the conflict. Um, and in this situation, though, sometimes no one is really satisfied by the end goal, but it can be better than creating that like conflict. So we kind of did this test to try to see what what type of I guess what management style we have and how we cope with conflict and we have quite different you combined collaborating and compromising yeah <laughs> so my highest I got the same so it was kind of like how oh, many you points both you get them. I got yeah equal amount of points my highest types were collaboration and compromising which makes a lot of sense I feel like that is me and then my second highest was accommodating <laughs> and the next was competing why does mine and last avoid why does mine not make sense because i my highest is collaboration and competing <laughs> oh yeah true i think that's kind of good though i guess because you're like you're willing to be like assertive and pursue your own concerns but then at the same but, time but still collab you're also like willing to yeah. collaborate which i feel like is yeah. exactly what you described to be honest yeah and my compromising is high as well and avoiding is quite low. At least we're both which the I lowest avoiding. Side note, Leo and I, I don't think we've ever been in a con confrontational situation, have we? Together. No, I don't think we've ever had a fight. There's never been a situation where, like, at least me, I've genuinely never had an issue with anything you've done. <laughs> what can I say? I'm proud. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I think there's been a few times where, like, either of us have, like, wanted to voice something about, like, the podcast, and then we've just voiced it and it's never been an yeah. issue like if we've maybe had maybe yeah. slightly like different opinions on like certain things but it's never been an issue yeah the next part we kind of wanted to talk about was we tried to do some research into like the science and like evolution of confrontation and we tried to find things like you know why are we confrontational and like does it have anything to do with our genes and like us as people um and it was quite hard to find to be honest but I did find something that was quite interesting and I thought it was relevant. So I thought, you know, might as well bring it up. Um, and so part of Darwinian theory is that the impulses and inclinations that kind of shape moral discourse um, are like these legacies of natural selection and they're rooted in our genes. And many of us, um, many of them are with us and part of us today and they help our ancestors realize the benefits of 
cooperation and as a result we've always been good at getting along and like following the ethical rules that keep our societies aligned um and joshua green who is a psychology professor at harvard he says that despite like our ancestral abilities to kind of get along and be ethical and like be aligned in societies in our blood or like in our genes we were designed to get along in smaller groups like hunter-gatherer societies so our brains are like good at reconciling us to those groups that we are part of but they're less good at getting groups different groups to make compromises with with each other and i think because the modern world does mix so many people together that have different values this does complicate things which is why we begin to then interact daily with people that have different thoughts and opinions and upbringings than us so Ultimately, it's inevitable to be put in situations where a disagreement or a, or a, I don't know, a conflict might occur and ultimately result in a confrontation. I think it's very interesting. I think it's always interesting to look into like the history of things because I'm sure that it does have like some sort of yeah. evolutionary reason for why, I mean, why conflict even exists and why, I don't know. Yeah. I just genuinely think that I'm actually okay with confrontation if it's something that I'm sure about, as in... I have confidence in, like, my, I don't know, if it's, like, aesthetic vision or, like I said, like, my society, like, I don't know, political beliefs or yeah. at uni, for example, if we had, like, group projects or even at work, you know, I have confidence in, like, certain intellectual abilities that I might have, but I think it's the, like, emotional side that I struggle with because I, I think because I, I do, I am very empathetic, so I feel like it's so easy for me to, like, see the other's, other person's point of view so I yeah. think I struggle with sometimes like seeing my own and recognizing that I could also be valid in whatever emotions I might have. So I just think it's interesting. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah. Did I something something that I got to work on? And yeah, the authority thing. Just I literally lose my whole head as soon as an authority mm. figure approaches <laughs> me. <laughs> but I mean, soon you will be an authority figure to someone else. So you need to think of like how. How would you want them to approach you and like if they disagree with something that you have to say would you would you rather them say it to you or keep it to themselves because they're always rather scared of that's the thing like I really value honesty in other people like I would much rather other people be direct and tell me straight off the bat like what they actually feel like I hate the sort of two-facedness and like people being nice to you because but actually they don't mean it so yeah yeah I don't know that's that's what I mean I feel like confrontation is actually such an important part and of like our society and actually helps relationships go stronger you know if you're able to voice it in like a proper way because then you can also even if it's like in friendships and stuff then you can prove to each other that like you're strong enough to handle confrontation and you know you're not going to lose each other yeah and I just feel like it's such a big thing in relationship building as well because if you're just being friends with someone where you're just like oh yeah I see your point of view and then they're just like oh I see your point of view and like nothing further happens your relationship will stay at that like superficial level to some extent like you won't take that effort to go no but do you you know do you understand this point of view or like actually spend the time to dive deep into the conversation I feel like you just get to know someone a lot more when you have these conversations and yeah I do think it definitely like I guess it does deepen relationships I think to have like confrontation on some level yeah 
so I do think it's important. I agree. So something we've been thinking a lot about is like, why are some people so okay with standing up for their own beliefs and like confronting others directly and they're not afraid of it, whereas others kind of shy away from it and avoid these conversations completely despite the context like it's just part of I guess their individuality Um, and a lot of it does come down to confidence and self-esteem and experience so if you enter a situation with confidence confrontation can seem less scary and you know that in that moment you trust yourself and your beliefs and are confident in defending the situation which is what Leo was saying like she's confident in her aestheticness <laughs> and like the direction she wants to go to but if you're going into it with low self-esteem then it can make you doubt yourself and increase the levels of anxiety that you're having and then make you agree with the other person or just like avoid having the com- conversation completely just for the sake of not risking putting yourself in that v- vulnerable situation so i was just thinking about like confidence in general I feel like it all comes down to like trust in yourself, isn't it? Yeah. And which I just think is so interesting. Like I feel like confidence stems from yeah, having trust that you're good enough and you have valid points to speak on, you are you know, you have valid opinions and then also the experience is also accumulates over time, builds trust in yourself because you have that experience like back yourself up, which I just think is just interesting. Yeah. And I guess it's also like confidence in risking people not liking you like that's something you just need to be okay with exactly like you might enter a confrontational situation and you might be like i don't like how you treated this person and i don't i'm not gonna like sit by you and be friends with you if you're treating other people this way and this is a random example but you need to be confident saying that knowing that the person that you're saying this to will likely not be your friend but you should be okay with it like at the end of the day you're saying this because you shouldn't want to surround yourself with people like that yeah in the first place and you will like it I think it's only natural to lose people along the way you know and I've definitely I have lost friendships before because of confrontation and often it has been actually I think too late in the game like that this is when I was like way younger in school and but it's always been for the better you know if there's if if people aren't treating you right then or you feel disrespected in some way then it's exactly what Kara said like it's better. It's better for you to then let these people go instead of... I think it's going to have more of a harmful effect in the long run if you just, like, keep letting people treat you that way, even though it's hard in the moment yeah. to actually approach that confrontation. Yeah, and it's not a representation of you as a person, like, oh, you're losing someone, it means you're not good enough, or, like, people don't want to be around you. If anything, it's, like, the opposite. It means you're kind of picking and choosing who you want in your life based on who aligns with you and, the, like, the values that they align with you. And I guess you need to just think of what is worth, what's worth more in your life. Yeah. Just about what you were saying, I think it's all about inner peace versus outer outer peace. Inner peace versus outer peace. Because it's like, what do you value more? At the end of the day, what's more important that you feel aligned within yourself? Because that, I feel like whenever you don't speak up for what you actually believe in, that does cause that sort of cognitive dissonance, you know, like it doesn't make you feel right because you feel like you didn't, you didn't properly voice your thoughts and emotions. And then that can be sometimes to keep the outer peace. And I think it's always that like constant battle because I think there are some situations where it's worth keeping the outer peace and relinquishing some of the inner peace. If it's, for example, like a situation with somebody who is a lot higher up in the hierarchy 
you know yeah like if it's like a policeman or i don't know somebody super high up as like a boss sometimes yeah it's probably not worth saying what you actually think just to make sure that you (laughs) i don't know keep your job or don't get arrested that sort of thing but then i think in a lot of situations your inner peace comes first you know and you should be speaking your mind and say what you truly think because at the end of the day inner peace i think is like what we should all be striving for yeah and to add to that there's so many situations i've been in where i've i could have confronted someone about something but i just know the type of people that they are that they will just be argumentative and not respect my thoughts and my views to the point where i've made that decision to just be like you know what just say yeah like nod and say yeah okay okay but you deep down know your thoughts and your values but you just know it's not worth bringing up because you just know that they wouldn't change so sometimes and obviously if they're really close friends of yours and that's how you feel then you need to rethink the situation you're in but this is more for like i don't know like a big gathering where you're you're with someone and you just need to think is it worth it like that's so true are they gonna take the time of day to respect me just as much as i'm respecting them that's also why i actually think that it's a sign of like closeness when you do have actual confrontations because i've always i've often had it where if i'm not close to a person you know it's not worth the emotional toll that it's gonna take on me to like engage in confrontation you know i'm not a naturally argumentative or confrontational person if some if somebody does something to upset me and i'm not close to them i'm not gonna you know pull them up on it or like engage in a discussion because it's just it's not worth that emotional energy for me because that person isn't as like that sounds bad but they're not important Important. enough for me to want to fix that relationship whereas with my family or with close friends like I'd want to have that confrontation and like deal with it in the moment because I know that that relationship is worth fighting for and it's worth making sure that I don't feel negatively towards that person and instead that like we can deal with it and that everything is aired and like out in the open so actually that's yeah what I think also ties into that that's why it kind of makes you stronger if you if you do have certain things of conflict and I think again it it does depend on like what sort of person you are because I've been around a lot of people who will just engage (laughs) in conflict with like anybody like with like the uber driver or you know with with random people where I'm like why like what's the point you know why would I talk back at an uber driver or be needlessly aggressive when you know it could just be fine (laughs) because also again if it's like with strangers like you never know how somebody else is going to react I was in a specific situation with some, a member, a distant member of my family where they just like engaged in conflict with their Uber driver and I was like in the back of the car and it actually, it did make me feel really uncomfortable because I was also thinking, because the Uber driver got aggressive back and it was just like a really heated situation. Just like, I would never know how somebody would react. I think that maybe is again like a gender privilege thing as well. You know, like I would never know how somebody's going to react and I would never want to put myself in a situation if I'm, like, outside where I could potentially put myself in danger because you never know how aggressive somebody's going to be, even if you're a man, you know, but I do think that there's... I think females have been... Like, it's been indoctrinated (laughs) into us to always put our safety first and to, you know, be be careful um, of others and I don't know. I'm I'm laughing at the situation because I've... (laughs) I've been in an Uber once with my sister on the way. We were like in Glasgow on the way to her apartment. And I think she like she asked him a question because she just wanted to know like to she wanted to make sure he knew where we where we were going. 
Um, and he answered so rudely. He was like, I have it. Like, he, I don't even remember what he said, but he was so rude about it. And I just like, in hindsight, I probably should have just stayed quiet. But I was literally like, <laughs> you do not talk to my sister like this. Like, and my sister was next to me being like, stop it. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Like, whatever. So she was obviously I not been your in the <laughs> But I was there like, no, like she was just asking a question. You don't have to be so rude. And I, w- I think I was just like, I don't know. Things like this frustrate me when like people are rude. When people are so rude, when there's no reason yeah. to be rude, I can't stand it. Like I will stand up for that situation because I just can't be like, I'm not going to let anyone make anyone else feel like shit for no reason. That is good. I think I'm going to put my foot down. I think you got to influence me in some way. <laughs> make me less of a we're just perfect together though because then you can just tell me when you think like actually no our safety is in danger and then i'll just like yeah i just don't like seeing people treat others like shit and i'm not afraid to confront someone about it because i just think i'd rather do that and make my sister feel like it wasn't like to let her realize that it's not okay to let people treat you like this yeah you know yeah yeah would you have would you have would you have said the same thing if they'd said that to you like, do you think it's easier for you to stand up for other people than it is for you? Would you have said the same regardless? If if they said it to me? Yeah. See, I probably just would have been like, I was just asking a question. And then, like, just been quiet about it. Yeah. Because, again, I, I think I think it's often easier to stand up for other people than it is for then yourself. Because it's easier yourself, to see the injustice yeah. for other people from the outside. It's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like throughout this conversation, we've kind of given our advice like just general advice yeah i think yeah there's just a few points that i would want to still say that i feel like we haven't mentioned yet i think one thing that's massively helped me when i have had to deal with confrontation is like having a plan beforehand because for me i often like my emotions get in the way so for me it really helps like to feel more prepared thinking about or even like I've definitely wrote down certain points that I definitely want to say and that I want to definitely get across so that I've like felt more yeah. confident in addressing it I've had that quite a few times and it's actually like massively helped and made me not get emotional in the moment because I've like thought about all my points I know that like I have solid reasons for why I want to address them and like why I want to have I yeah. guess, an answer from the other person or like see their side of the opinion but these are the things that I definitely want to say and, also, and the worst feeling after a confrontation is when you're when you think to yourself you're like I should exactly, have said this like, and I should have said this I hate that yeah, feeling. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst um, sort of feeling. So that's why I feel like it really helps just sort of clearly defining before you go into a confrontation, you know, what you want to what do you want to get out of the conversation also some sort of responses that you can maybe even say instead of just like then like reacting heated in the moment and like or for me I wouldn't react heated. I would react like emotional. <laughs> So (laughs) I feel like that's really, really important. And then also kind of don't overestimating, like don't overestimate how angry somebody else will be at you or how it will like ruin your relationship or anything like that. Because I think for me, at least I quite often exaggerate in my mind how bad things will be if I address things. But I think quite often actually the other person... No, actually, I feel like 10 times out of 10, the person is going to react differently to how you think they'll react because <laughs> you are not the other person. You're not in the head. Like, you never yeah, know you what is actually... Will never know. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it's it's quite... It's so counterproductive to be, like, worrying about somebody else, how somebody else is going to react beforehand because it's completely out of your control anyways. And I just think then you're 
I don't know, it just defeats the, the purpose of you bringing up your feelings anyways. Like, you should bring up your point regardless of how the other person will react just because you feel like you want to express something. I think it's the same with, like, for me, telling somebody that you love them shouldn't be because you want a specific response out of them. Like, it shouldn't be because you want to hear I love you back. It should just be because you want to express to somebody that you love them. Like, you want to just get that feeling off your chest and you want to make them hear that you love them. And I think it's the same thing. Like, you shouldn't express your feelings to to somebody because out of, out of you know, fear or, you know, because you think they're going to react a certain way. It should just be, like, regardless of how they're going to react, you need to get whatever you need to say off your chest in a productive manner, not in an aggressive manner. <laughs> And the last thing I wanted to say was that conflict is inevitable. You will not go through your life without having a conflict with someone. And that doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It's just a typical thing to happen in relationships when your relationships are developing. Because not everyone is going to be thinking exactly like you. That's what makes us human. We have different thoughts, different values and beliefs. And I guess the whole point is is to learn how to face them rather than to try avoid them. Because you will not grow as a person and grow with others if you keep avoiding conflict. Yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> One last point. I think we've already kind of briefly mentioned it, but I think it's also just important to drive home again that I just think it's really important to resolve issues like as soon as possible because I think if you're like letting it build up, then it's just going to ruminate in your mind and then it's just going to fester yeah. in your head, always becoming worse. So I think it's always better also for the other person to like address things in the moment. I think especially whether that's in any sort of relationship, it's so unhelpful to be like, no, so like two months ago you did this and that bothered me and then two weeks ago you did this and then one week ago you did that again. And like, well, the other person had no idea that you were feeling this way. So instead, if you had brought it up like three months ago, then then it could have been addressed in the moment. And then if the person does it again, okay, then fine. Then that's a bigger issue you know, and then you can talk about it, but then you can come at it from a different angle. Um, so I think it's just always, and then again, it doesn't mean that you have to react without planning because, or thought, because I think that is important, like taking a step back rather than just like being aggressive and heated in the moment. But I think it's just important to like address the problems quickly and try and identify the real source. Yeah. Cause I think if you keep replaying something in your head before confronting it you alter the story yeah and then you never know like three months later you might bring up a story that to you seems like the worst thing that that person could have done when when actually it could have been just like a miscommunication but you've replayed it so many times in your head that it's become such a big issue when it shouldn't have been or couldn't have been yeah and I feel like I don't know if you've had this before but I've had that in like my past relationship where something small bothered me and then like the more it happened like it just like even if it was, like, something <laughs> tiny, just, like, then grinded my gears, like, every single time, when it really was, like, such a small thing, and I probably should have yeah. just, like, brought it up at the beginning, and then it would have been fine, but it's just, like, when you're in that headspace, and then, like, every small thing just, like, annoys you, <laughs> <laughs> and it's more, yeah. like, it's more, like, a symptom of a root cause versus, like, that actual small thing bothering, like, being that big of a deal. Yeah, when if you just communicated it the first time, they just stopped doing exactly. it. Exactly. Like- learn how to adapt Which is why I just think like relationships are such a massive learning curve like for me I learned so much from my past relationships about from my p- relationships I've only had one uh, from my past relationship of like how I want to deal with conflict and like you know 
addressing things in the moment and I think whether that's friendship or romantic I just think honest communication is always key I mean everybody says that but it's you know easier said than done so true yeah exactly yeah so yeah I think that's all we wanted to say if it's got you thinking about the way you handle confrontation then I don't know it's worth DMing us we'd love to have any sorts of conversation with you if anybody else cries with confrontation please let me know like I want to know if I feel like yeah. this <laughs> yeah I mean we'd love to hear like how you handle confrontation or like any advice you guys have or what because this is obviously also a learning thing for us 1000% I think that's very clear 1000% for me at least that this is definitely a, a work in progress <laughs> In- I just need to learn to not be mean to strangers when they piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, approach them with empathy, Cara. Come on. <laughs> I should, I should. Maybe they had a bad day. Yeah, that's always what I think. Like, if somebody, if a stranger's rude to me, I'm always just like, I feel kind of sorry for them. I'm like, oh, what's what's been happening? Like, something day? must have happened. Yeah, because there's no reason why, like, somebody, like, with that man, like, you know, <laughs> how sad that, like, his holiday must not have been going well, that he was spending his time like, being aggressive to some young people that were at the pool. Like, clearly if it was having a good time, you would have been absolutely fine with it, like, not worrying about it. So... But yeah, we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I don't know about you, Cara, but it's... I I don't know. I found it so fun researching for this podcast and, like, being back taking notes and back recording, like, feels so good. I'm so glad. I know, it's fun. Feels good to actually have topics ready and topics we genuinely want to talk about as well yeah exactly thanks for listening guys speak to you next week bye bye